At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Detroit CityCast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. What's going on, fine citizens? Welcome to the Wild Wednesday edition of the Detroit CityCast, brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. Just about 30 or so hours away from Michigan, Villanova. The countdown is out. We're going to delve right into that. And then later on in the show, I'm going to talk with my man, Troy Mocker, the senior manager for content strategy at Bet Rivers, kind of dive into the numbers on Michigan Villanova in the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. If there's some action coming in on Michigan futures-wise, remember I have Michigan at 30 to 1 to make the final for me that bet several weeks ago. Knew the line would go down. It's now 8 to 1 at Bet Rivers. So we'll see what's going on with all that with my man Troy Mocker uh, from Bet Rivers. But let's start with a trip to the Motown betting window. And it's brought to you by Bet Rivers. And we will start with Michigan and Villanova. And we have seen this number kind of bop around between 4.5 and 5.5. It's settled right now at Bet Rivers. For uh, Villanova by five, and I feel like we might see this go down a little bit because I'm going to give you the betting splits in just a second here. And when I get to those betting splits, you'll see why there could be some late money coming in on the Wolverines that could make this line go down to four and a half. So if you're a Michigan backer, you might want to jump on it now. I don't foresee this line going up back to five and a half or six. It could for a minute here and there if a big bet comes in or a sharp play is made. But right now it's Nova minus five, minus 110 at Bet Rivers. The Wolverines plus five, minus 109. Nova minus 220 on the money line and Michigan plus 180. The total, 135, over minus 109, under minus 110. Remember, I told you I kind of leaned on the over, and I still do. But my main play, of course, is on the Wolverines plus the five. I will have a smaller money line play because I think this is going to be a down-to-the-wire type of game. And let's take a look at those betting splits, as I mentioned, 
at Bet Rivers as we stand right now. So 35% of the, the overall money for the money line is on Michigan. 64% is on Villanova. As far as the total number of tickets, 41% of the total tickets are on the money line for Michigan. 58% of the total tickets are on the Cats for the money line uh, as far as the, the number of tickets go. Now, just to explain what that means for maybe some of you that are unaware of what this, you know, different differences between handle and, and tickets. So, of course, when I tell you what the percentage of money is, that's the overall money. And when I say the percentage of tickets, that's the overall tickets. And the reason that's important to kind of discern between the two is sometimes, like I, I have a great example that I always try to, to point at that might make sense to people out there. I know you might not be a UFC fan, but when Ronda Rousey fought Holly Holm, at one point Ronda Rousey was minus $2,000, $1,500, etc. And Holly Holm was anywhere between 10 to 1 to 15 to 1 as an underdog. 95% of the money was on Ronda Rousey. But 90 plus percent of the bets were on Holly Holm, meaning that obviously you have to put a lot more money if you're laying minus 2,000, minus 1,500. But the majority of the bets were on Holly Holm. Now, obviously that's an extreme example with a big favorite and a big underdog. But when it comes to basketball and football and other sports, it's important to look at that too because let's say you've got a huge amount of money on one side, but a huge amount of tickets on the other side. That can kind of show you public perception, the difference between the sharp betters and the public betters. And, you know, like I gave you the splits for Michigan and Tennessee. It was like 9% of the money was on the Michigan money line and 90 plus percent was on Tennessee. Spread, it was like 15% of the, the, the money was on Michigan and 85% was on Tennessee. In those situations, because that's a huge amount of public money, a lot of times you want to go against that. And that's what I did with South Dakota State and Providence when I gave you Providence. That's what I did with the over in the Creighton-San Diego State game when I gave you the over. Everyone was on the under. Everyone was on South Dakota State. That's when you got to look and try to find the value in things. And for me, a lot of times, most of the time, the majority of the time, the public is not right overall throughout a season, you know, whether it's an entire football season or a college hoop season and all that kind of stuff. So that is uh, something to, to, to maintain as one of your betting strategies. Let's continue here with the splits, though, on this game. Uh, the total, 55% are on the over of the total money, 44% of the total money on the under. And then as far as tickets go, 76% of total tickets are on the over and 23% are on the under. Remember, I like this when it came out. Buck 34 and a half. Now you're looking at right now at Bet Rivers where it's 135. I still like the over. I still have a sizable play on that. And I and still would take it at 135. And then as far as the spread is concerned, 44% of the money right now on Michigan as far as the spread goes, plus the five, four and a half, and five and a half. And then 55% of the money uh, is on the Villanova spread. As far as tickets go, 40% of the total tickets on the Michigan spread, 59% of the total tickets on the Villanova spread. And for me, you're seeing some of those numbers on Michigan climb up. And that's why I do not think this line is going up. I think if anything, it's going to go down. And it might just settle at five. Five might be the perfect number. I predicted it'd be around five. When it came out, it was five. There were four and a half, as I mentioned, and five and a half. But that's kind of where the line should be. And I'm very interested to see what Troy Mocker thinks about what the number he thinks that maybe it could have come out as. And obviously we know where it is right now, but sometimes the number is not what the actual number probably should be. That's how betting works. That's how, you know, Betters can win bets, and then the sportsbooks can win bets by setting numbers that become really bettable. Otherwise, there's no way for them to make money. It's got to be two-way action, but there's great ways for you to make money, A, by listening to the show and listening to my picks, but also by learning these different things that I've learned throughout the years 
about numbers and stats to look at that really give you an idea, a window into the soul, if you will, no pun intended, the betting window of what makes the most sense to, to go with on a certain game here and there, and also on certain games to stay away from. If there's a really weird number and it's moving, let's say, you know, 90% of the money is on one side, yet the line's going down on the other side. So that's that's something to, to notice. I've seen that happen in, in the NFL. Like 86% of the money of this throw on a team will be on Tampa Bay, minus seven. Or actually, I don't want to use seven because I don't want to confuse you. That's a key number. Minus five. Same spread as the Michigan Villanova game. But yet the line is going down to four and a half or four. That's when you really, your radar goes off. Even if you're just a novice batter, you're like, okay, 90 plus almost percent of the money is on one side, yet the line is going down. So those are things to just be abreast of uh, when it comes to wagering and, and figuring out what side you want to play on. And obviously it's a lot different when you're betting on teams you love. That's a lot of times where you want to stay away from a game, uh, which I've told you about over and over again on this show. But that's, you know, overall teams that you're not, you know, enamored with fan-wise. You want to always do your research and, and find out uh, what the, the betting handles are and the different splits are because that gives you a, a great uh, advantage in figuring out how to play certain things. All right, let's take a look at the Pistons, who unfortunately had that 14 straight cover streak ended, but they will host the Atlanta Hawks on Wednesday night at Little Caesars Arena. It's a 7 p.m. local tip, and how about the Pistons? You know, yes, they didn't win all those games they covered, but they have just been hanging in and playing some great basketball and yes, the Blazers game without so many different players for Portland was a bad loss. Pistons were as many as a 9.5 point favorite after opening up at 7.5. I said the Pistons should be favored by 7.5 over anybody, even a college team this year with their, you know, kind of lack of talent overall, but the emerging talent with obviously Kate Cunningham and Sadiq Bay. But Jeremy Grant set out that game and the line kept ballooning up. A lot of sharps were on that game. I told you to stay away. Uh, but they did lose to Portland last time out. But the Hawks, the Hawks are on the back end of a back-to-back. Last night... They ended up coming back, beating the Knicks. They were down for much of the first half into the third quarter. Trey Young had 45, eight assists, and a steal, and they won 117 to 111. So right now, you got the Pistons, by, or plus, excuse me, the Hawks, minus five and a half at Bet Rivers, minus 110. The, the Pistons, plus five and a half. Moneyline Atlanta, minus 230. Pistons, plus 180. And the total, 225 and a half over minus 110, under minus 110. And I think you look at the total right now, and the lean for me is on the under with one team on the second half of a back-to-back and Trey Young coming off a 45-point night. Rarely do you see back-to-back 30-point nights or 40-point nights or obviously 50-point nights. So I think the, the lean's on the under with some of the Pistons injuries right now at 225. But then when it comes to the game, you've got to monitor what's going on with Jeremy Grant. I mean, it looks, I know Kate has been sat down at times, uh, you know, just to, to rest him. He's a rookie and not wanting to, you know, have him play too, too much. But monitor what's going on with Jeremy Grant and if he's going to be out. Isaiah Liver's status is still day-to-day. Smith is out. Diallo is out. Uh, and Frank Jackson, of course, is out. But see what's going on with Jeremy Grant. And, uh, you know, this Pistons team has been such a value plus the points. I have a lead on the Pistons as well, plus the five and a half. I like that the Hawks are on the second end of a back-to-back. Pistons coming off a kind of a rough loss against Portland uh, a couple days ago. And I think that the Pistons are the play here uh, after getting the day of rest, getting the five-and-a-half against an Atlanta team that will be playing two games on back-to-back nights. 
And I wanted to go into the futures market for a minute here when it comes to the NCAA tournament. We'll start with the favorites, Gonzaga plus 225, Kansas 5-1, Arizona 6-1, Purdue. I told you it was going to be alive in the Sweet 16. Only two Big Ten teams left, by the way, out of nine. But I knew Purdue would be one of them. They are 10-1 to along with Houston. Villanova, 14-1. to Texas Tech, 16-1 to along with Duke. They're a small favorite over Duke as a lower seed. UCLA with some good value. They're the same team that went to the Final Four last year. They're 18 to 1. North Carolina 20 to 1. And then the Wolverines 66 to 1, mainly because of the path they have, having to meet Nova and then Houston or Arizona. Uh, but obviously, they got to the Final Four. They'd be right in the mix to be able to win the thing. Uh, Arkansas, by the way, also 66 to 1. Providence uh, 70 to 1. Miami and Florida 75 to 1. Iowa State, I have no clue how they're there. 80 to 1, and they cost me a lot of money, uh, you know, in uh, a parlay when the uh, Iowa State continued to just find a way after not having a, a great regular season to beat teams that I thought they didn't have a chance of beating uh, and definitely cost me money throughout the tournament like they did uh, on Sunday when they just decided to, uh, you know, really kind of rip uh, the hearts out of many when, uh, you know, when a team like Iowa State, as I mentioned, had not really played well for much of the year, uh, they are the kind of team that beat LSU in the first round and then came back and were able to stun Wisconsin, a really good Big Ten team, uh, who I thought was you got a chance to go to the Final Four as well. So I don't know how they're there, but they're 80-1 to 1 for a reason. And, of course, St. Peter's, Paul and Mary, 250-1. to 1. If St. Peter's wins the national championship, in fact, they're even in the Sweet 16. It's crazy. If they win the national championship, I will buy every single listener of this show a Coney. Whatever you want on it, wherever you want it from, I'll buy every listener of this show, and I've said it now, so i got to follow through. I will buy you all Coney's if St. Peter's wins the national title. Because that ain't happening. Uh, and then also the odds to make the Final Four of course, as I've mentioned on this show several times and told you to make the play, even just a small play, on Michigan to make the Final Four. I got it at 30-1 to 1 several weeks ago. Well, guess what? That Michigan line now is down to 8-1. to 8-1 to one to make the Final Four at Bet Rivers for the Wolverines. It went down to 14-1 to when the brackets came out, as I knew it probably would have had a decent path. Gonzaga, huge favorite to make the Final Four, minus 250. Uh, I wouldn't touch that at all. Kansas, minus 175. Purdue, minus 121. Arizona. I like the value in Arizona, plus 150 to make the Final Four. Houston, 2-1. to one. Nova, plus 225. UCLA, plus 235. North Carolina, plus 275. Duke and Texas Tech, 4.5-1. Miami, 5-1. to one. Iowa State and Providence, 6.5-1. to one. I like a play on Providence as well. A small play for them to make the Final Four. I'm a big Providence Friars and Cooley fan right now. As I mentioned, Michigan, 8-1. to one. Arkansas, 12-1. to one. And St. Peter's, 28-1 to one to make the Final Four. All right, that's the trip to the Motown betting window brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. Coming up next, we'll check in with my man Troy Mocker. Busy week for him, the senior manager for content strategy at Bet Rivers, diving into the Michigan Villanova numbers and all the things that came out of the first weekend of a crazy as always NCAA tournament. Troy Mocker comes up next right here on the Detroit CityCast. No more football, no problem. Bet Rivers Sportsbook serves up tennis, soccer, hockey, college, and pro basketball and more. Don't miss out on BetRivers' many daily specials or try your hand at live player props or same-game parlays. No matter what you bet on, you can count on your withdrawal approval happening fast 
with more than 80% of withdrawals approved instantly at Bet Rivers. Get started with life after football with the Bet Rivers app. And he was so great the last time, we had to bring him back. The senior manager for content strategy at Bet Rivers, my man Troy Mocker. Troy, the madness is over for a minute, but what a first weekend. And I wanted to kind of get your feel on what you saw, things that stood out to you before we get into, of course, Michigan Villanova and all the different interesting numbers on that. The first weekend of the tournament's always crazy, but this seemed to be maybe even a particularly even crazier one. Yeah, it's so the things that stood out to me are, are probably not uh, things that uh, are standing out to, you know, like it, it, everything that stood out to me is everything that stood out to everyone else. It's it, especially from just the gameplay, uh, Kentucky losing, or more importantly, right. St. Peter's winning, St. Peter's winning twice. Um, this was not St. Peter's beating, uh, you know, pulling off one upset and then beating a team that also pulled off an upset in, in Murray State. Murray State was legitimately good. Um, I'm flummoxed by the fact that St. Peter's is uh, in the Sweet 16. The best team for their conference maybe could have made the Sweet 16 if they caught a, a good uh, draw in Iona, but they didn't win the championship. It's That is the most surprising thing. From a betting standpoint, it's honestly probably the fact that uh, – I mean, I'm not terribly surprised, but Gonzaga was – there was so much money on Gonzaga and not to say that people don't watch them because of the conference they play in, but there was so much money that clearly indicated a, like a blind public push on Gonzaga where their lines all year had been so strong that, uh, you know, they were going to be playing better teams. They, they aren't going to win by 23, 25. Uh, Georgia state was not a 16 seed. So they got a really crappy draw there as well. And then, uh, you know, they played a freakishly athletic team in Memphis that was actually starting to figure it out. So I'm surprised that there was as much money on Gonzaga to cover uh, such long spreads in the first uh, two games. And then I think it's the upsets that everyone saw, St. Peter's, and then we'd throw uh, Iowa into that mix as well. Yeah, when, when you, you mentioned St. Peter's. I mean, not even the best team in their conference, and they're net ranking terrible. Not only did they beat Kentucky, who definitely showed vulnerabilities at times towards the end of the year, but also they beat Murray State, who is clearly a better team than them. And you think after the first big win, a lot of time, 15 seeds mm-hmm. rarely win two games. To have that, that's just what happens these days in an NCAA tournament, isn't it? Yeah, and, and and honestly, the the Kentucky win is more surprising. And, and I know the one and done, and, and they don't have a lot of experience, but Kentucky... Other than, like, they lost to Evansville at home, I think, last year or two years ago when Evansville was terrible. But they don't lose to teams far inferior than them. Even if they are not a complete team or if they're right. not dialed in, they're just – even if they're not getting the best one-and-done players anymore, and the argument could be made there, they're just always going to be good enough because the style that Calipari teaches is is it's not super complex. You can figure it out. He makes it – easy to figure out so you can get better and better at it as opposed to having to learn new things. They don't lose to teams like St. Peter's. I'm that is even as someone who's been, that does not happen. It, do, it, it really doesn't like and the Oral Roberts uh, upset uh, far less surprising uh, last year, even Florida Gulf Coast. People forget that they beat Miami, a ranked Miami team earlier in the right. year in the state of Florida by like seven or eight points. This is this is the most surprising this them beating uh, Kentucky and Murray State is more surprising than UMBC beating Virginia. It is. No, it, it is. is. That's a one game. Yeah. And, and there, I mentioned the net ranking. St. Peter's 124 on the MAC, the MAAC. 
They were 0 for 4 in quad 1 and quad 2. They did have 7 quad 3 wins, which is not that insane. To beat both those teams back-to-back, Troy, you're 100% right. I wanted to know from your standpoint, what was the game that hurt you know your guys handle the most and what was the game that helped you handle the most uh man that's a good question i only uh, ask the good ones on this show troy you know that so well the one that helped us the most was uh, iowa um iowa. for sure I, I thought i was gonna blast richmond yeah yeah there were um you know, I, I would say Iowa, uh, Arizona has honestly helped us out in the spread variety, but just because they've looked so dominant, even in the the win against TCU, they got pushed and pushed and pushed. But when they were on offense, they looked freakishly dominant. Um, uh, the the one that helped us the most is is I'm thinking Duke. Was it a Duke late last, last second cover against the Spartans? Y- yes. In terms of, uh, you know, and even um, well, actually, well, they got. Did they get jobbed in the first game? Yes. Yeah. So it, the seventeen point win. Yeah, and, but you want to know one of the more surprising things? Actually, now I think about it, and you led me here. That's the the, the sign of a good host is is oh, that uh, we haven't seen a lot of money on Duke. This is Duke Coach K last ride. Yeah. Like the the numbers on the TV viewership for Michigan State Duke was, I mean, exceptional. It, it set records. Um, I mean, they're ranking in the top ten, but I would. I would bat an eyelash that I mean Duke should be top three in spread play, and they haven't been, and not and even they, close, and they aren't for. And they're um, a dog against Texas Tech in this Week 16, and yeah, and and they I think maybe like Texas Tech isn't getting a lot of money. Uh, I believe right now Duke is maybe like top ten in uh, spread handle, maybe, and they're like eight, nine, ten. I the, wow. that that actually from a betting standpoint might be the most surprising thing, but that yeah, also shows me. That, you know, as I just mentioned, that maybe people, the public, the blonde public is going too strong in Gonzaga. People are just staying away from Duke. Maybe they're annoyed by the Coach K last ride. but <laughs> Or maybe they're smart in the fact that this, while the most talented team in the country, they're, they have a lot of warts and they're just, they show up when they show up and sometimes they don't show up. Yeah, I, listen, I think you made a great point there. There's a couple factors. Definitely one of them is the annoyance of Coach K. And, you know, being here in Michigan, we hate Duke for a different reason. Yes. But I think that, you know, they're like the Yankees. They're like the Packers. They're like mm-hmm. the Cowboys. They're they're not America's team, but they're just, you know, they're Duke. And I was looking at some of the splits. I mean, Texas Tech has just 27% of the money line. 72% of it's on Duke. Uh, spread, 36% for Texas Tech. 63% for Duke. And you brought up another great point. They do have their warts, but they're still a really good team. Yeah. I mean, Bonchero's a lottery pick, and they can they can score 100 points if they need to. So that's something fascinating that I think people need to listen to, that, yes, they're kind of, I don't want to say Duke can ever fly under the radar, Troy, but in a certain way, in this NCAA tournament, they are. Yeah, yeah, and if, if every player on their team right now went pro at the end of this year, they'd have at least three draft picks. Uh, probably two first-rounders in Paolo Brancaro, yep. like you said, lottery. A.J. Griffin's going to be late lottery. He's a young guy. Mark Williams, who's an upperclassman, he's been tremendous at center, uh, prone to foul trouble. But I'm forget the, the splits from just a sheer money. The fact that uh, Duke to cover against Michigan State wasn't even in the top 10 for uh, most, most wagered on bets of the first weekend. Um, it's, you know, we had more money on Kansas uh, against, uh, you know, to cover against Creighton, which didn't happen, and to win against Texas Southern. But we're also one of those, uh, uh, I guess, from a not team but type of bet, was we're seeing a, a ton of huge money, money line bets and huge money 
uh, parlays on favorites. And yep. sometimes it works. Sometimes if you include Tennessee in the second round, Wisconsin or Auburn in the second round, or Kentucky in the first round, it, I'm surprised that there are so, uh, as many money line uh, sides that are getting so much money because a lot of these favorites are so strong. Uh, thir- uh, like 3,300, 5,000 uh, minus 5,000. That's a bet a lot. Make some money back, I guess. I've always been very alarmed by people that do that. And I've talked to, I mean, I talk about it on my show a lot. And I talk about it with personal friends a lot. That, yeah, if you want to add a minus $4,000 favorite to a 17 parlay to add another $30, go for it. But A, you should be doing 17 parlays. Yes. And B, you need to focus on, like, there's nothing wrong with doing a parlay too. I did parlays over the weekend because there's so many games. Yeah. But you got to focus on value out there and taking a minus $2,500 to $5,000 favorite is zero value no matter how legs you're doing the parlay. Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it, this is the most volatile weekend of the year. For um, sure. Even, again, like, I, you know, if if, if Duke were, were to have lo- lost to Cal State Fullerton, who's probably as good as St. Peter's was, like, they were not great. but <laughs> Maybe even better. Yeah, like, lightly. But then that conference is just is, is even worse than the math two is. Uh, I would have been uh, less surprised if Duke lost than Kentucky. So, like, you know, Kentucky was uh, the biggest loser in the futures market. Um, their, their their game, I, they had more money on Iowa, uh, but Kentucky was right there. Um, it, it's just, and it's, again, if they were playing Iona, uh, A, Iona wouldn't have gotten that seed. But, like, that, right. I would have been far less surprised by that. It, it's, it's, we didn't, we got no buzzer beaters, and yet, the biggest surprise I've seen in the last decade and probably longer. Sure. St. Peter's, Paul and Mary, they got this, they sung <laughs> that great song. Let's talk about Michigan, my Wolverines and talk about big games over the weekend. And, uh, you know, they of course take down Colorado state in the first game without Devontae Jones. Then they get him back and he wasn't really effective because he still had the concussion problems, but to do what they did against a team that had won eight or nine, one of the hottest shooting teams in the country. I, I, I liked the six and a half. But I did not. I didn't take the money line. I wanted. I, it was an emotional hedge in a way. I thought Michigan definitely had a great chance. I've said this for a while. It's why I took them thirty to one to bet Rivers to win the, to get to the final four, which is now down to eight to one. By the way, so when you look at the Wolverines and what they did against Tennessee, now you got Villanova in this revenge game. I know there's no players left, but this revenge game from 2019 in the title game, where the word DiVincenzo is still ringing in my ears. I'm tired of that. But this is a Villanova team. That obviously is one of the you know one of the best teams in the country. They're an inside-outside team. They can shoot you. They can get you know get you from all different angles. But the Wolverines are one of the more talented teams in the country as well. Where are we at with the betting splits on this? I know open around five. My prediction was it would open around uh, Villanova minus five, and I think I've seen it go back and forth between four and a half, five and a half at Bet Rivers. Where are we at right now? Where's the money going? And your thoughts on it? So right now we got Villanova minus five. Uh, it's been it hasn't changed at all. Uh, you know, uh, in terms of money, 57% of the money is currently on uh, Villanova to cover, and 60% of the spread bets are, are on Villanova to cover. Uh, but at the same time, only 60% of the money line bets are on Villanova to win, and, right. you know, 64% of the money line handle is on uh, Villanova to win. So uh, my thoughts on Michigan. Uh, I Hated that they were playing Colorado State because David Roddy was my favorite player to watch in the country. Loved that Hell guy. Hell of a player. Loved that guy. Loved watching him play at 1130 Eastern 
uh, when I'm trying to catch a game. And I, Colorado State was great. Like every year, you see a matchup, and you're like, "This is my team. Why did they did the committee put them against them?" Like this Michigan at the 11 seed, like they're turning into the Syracuse team where you're like, God dang it. They're a nine, 10, 11 seed. And they're going to make the sweet 16. Like no matter what issues they've had, um, they have talent. They, they play hard because their coach demands it and instills that in them. Uh, I think Villanova is a tough matchup because while they play hard and they're super talented, uh, they have discipline and like acumen problems. I think that can hurt them against the team that, as it, it, it's becoming trope with Villanova, but they don't beat themselves, right? You know, they're going to turn the ball over as much as a, a basketball team should, but like they're not right. going to beat themselves. Um, I don't think Michigan Very beats themselves, but you, ha- you have to, you, it's a, you know, Villanova is that everyone else is playing checkers, they're playing chess, uh, and they're talented, and they have, you know, uh, uh, all Americans and McDonald's All Americans. Uh, I, I think this is a Michigan team. I'm not surprised they're here at all. Uh, but Villanova is, uh, they're, they're not a team you want to see in the bracket because they, I mean, they, they leathery skin. They've been here so often. Yeah. I think you look at, at, at this team and it's weird because it's not like people haven't been talking about Villanova throughout the season, but it's, it's almost like they've done I mean, Jay, Jay Wright's an incredible coach. Yes. Uh, it's almost like they've done it this year and Similar to what we're saying about Duke, as far as like people not betting them a lot right now. I don't want to say that Villanova's been under the radar, but when you look at what they had to deal with in the Big East, I mean, mm-hmm. Providence, obviously Providence yeah. is still there. That's one of the teams that I love. UConn, Creighton, Seton Hall, Marquette, Xavier. Such a great conference that maybe did they kind of, did their greatness maybe get lost in the shovel because you had other teams that were played so well? Thousand percent agree. Yeah, I I don't think they flew under the radar because I think everyone is aware of what they are, but they're like, yeah, 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 they're there. We're there. They always were hovering around the top 10. Like, they were a known commodity, but because they're so known, you didn't need to put a lot of stock in them because you were focusing on other things. But for a tournament like this, like then it's like, oh, dang, yeah, this this team does everything that, a, that a, you know, what, what do you talk about uh, if you want to win an NCAA tournament? You got to have uh, uh, seniors. Guard you you got to have senior leadership guard play. Check. You have to have an excellent head coach check. You have to have NBA talent, and I think they do. And like guys like Jermaine Samuels, um, if you have even that, Gillespie, yeah, and and Gillespie, yeah, he may not be a long time guy, but he's, I mean, that guy's a pro, absolutely. Um, so they have everything, uh, and and I do think because you know uh, college basketball it, betting has helped the presence of college basketball. M- outside of months of February and March more than anything else, I think, in the uh, having covered college basketball at very various mediums uh, for the last decade. Um, getting this to be more talked about, um, being more um, uh, discussed uh, in uh, November or December, I think betting has helped so much. Um, and so because of that, we're not just focusing on the Dukes and the Kentuckys and the you know indianas or whatever gonzaga's and whether or not gonzaga plays too weak of a schedule the trope every year lottery picks um uh, i i think that betting has helped so much but gonzaga uh, villanova is just so consistent they're the same thing every year and so people i don't know if it's sleeping on but they're just like yeah we, we if you if you're playing on a if you've ever coached a team like i used to coach um uh like aau lacrosse and uh, you'd forget about your best players because you have to invest a lot of time in the guys who need the help. 
Um, so it's not like you're sleeping on your best players. You're like, I know what you are, but I have more important things to work on. And then a tournament comes around. You're like, oh, that's right. That's why you're the best player on the team. You score all the goals. Yeah, but this is that, that's that kind of game where if you're the, you know, the Wolverines and, you know, it's it's not like Michigan hasn't proven they can be there. I mean, they've had huge wins in the last six weeks yes. now. Purdue, Michigan State, obviously the two tournament wins. I mean, this this should be a great game. And I know that there are a lot of people that I, I respect that, you know, are either Villanova fans or just really good with college basketball. They think that five is too many. I mean, Michigan might not win this game, but this should be a back-and-forth game. And as long as Michigan doesn't go away like they did in the Indiana game in the Big Ten tournament where they missed 13 shots in a row to score for nine minutes. This should be, I think, a one-possession type game that I think Michigan definitely can win. I haven't made official prediction yet, but I wonder how you see the game. So I agree that it's, like, I think that the truest line should be like three and a half, maybe. Um, And I think it's probably three, but I think that if you look back at how Illinois, Villanova closed out their last two games, you know, they were uh, only up 12, 13. They, fl- they were up 20 against De- Delaware, but they really were closer to the spread until the last uh, minute. Uh, uh, and, you know, same with Ohio State. Ohio State, you know, pushed it for the last minute, uh, and then it went from being up three to up 10. So Ohio State could have gotten it if a couple did, did things went differently. Right. So, so because I think Michigan is going to play this really close, and while Villanova is a great team, they, they do play, you know, I don't think they're going to blow Michigan out. So I think it's I think it's going to be within three points within the last 45 seconds. And that's where it gets weird is, I mean, Villanova is a veteran, established, uh, well-coached. Like, that's where you could go from being up three to being up seven or going to overtime. So like, that's why the, 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 the five is tricky because I think it's a true three and a half. But I think of a Sweet 16 game, there's a lot of refereeing pressure uh, or since the past weekend, they call sure. things tight. The last two minutes takes 30 minutes. Ah, that's, uh, I, I'm very torn on that number because of, I think there was like a point and a half variance just because of the uh, end of game scenario. Plus it's probably Villanova three. Yeah. And by the way, I know people, uh, I know that was a foul, but uh, you know, TCU fans calm down. If, if things happen, don't blame the refs. Go out there and win the game. That was a great game, by the way. Right. Uh, watching that in Vegas is pretty sick, too. Troy, uh, thanks so much for your time. Got a couple quick things I want to get to before we get out of here. Yep. First, you kind of alluded to the you know, betting on college basketball and how it's brought in all these other teams, even a team like a St. Peter's or obviously Villanova, not the, just the Dukes, Kentucky's, North Carolina's of the world. Uh, the women's tournament, which, of course, you offer often lines on. I got to tell you, I've had a, very, a lot of success betting the NCAA women's tournament. What kind of action are you getting do you think that's going to grow, or will it always just be kind of obviously? We know it's not going to hold the candle to the overall handle for the NCAA men's tournament, but it seems like there's a lot more people that I know and that I respect that are betting it and having success on it. Yeah. So um, over the weekend, we actually saw a really decent uh, stake on uh, women's call, uh, NCAA tournament games, and uh, from just like kind of a fan and having covered it, I I was I, I maybe wouldn't have done the same schedule they did, but if if you think about it on both Saturday and Sunday, you know, they, the only sports that had, we took more handle on were what you'd expect, um, which were uh, the NCAA tournament, uh, the NBA and the NHL, uh, sorry. And um, the, uh, the t- Indian Wells tennis open tennis is while you may not think it, it is a huge, um, a huge betting sport. Uh, oh, I love us. betting tennis. Yeah. I'm a huge yeah. tennis fan. It's fan. wild. It, uh, I mean, live betting for tennis is something else. 
Um, so it was. It's, it's the truth, Troy. It's the truth. And so I'm not even saying uh, all of NCAA basketball. I'm just saying the NCAA tournament. You know, the NIT was going on, the uh, the CIT as well. So um, all other NCAA basketball women's tournament did better than that. It did better than uh, the Valspar Open, I believe, or the golf. It did better than any soccer or motorsports that were going on. So um, I I think. Uh, as it's getting more publicity, as you know, the teams are still as good, and, and you have legitimate stars and Paige Buckers from UConn, uh, and, and there's been a push to get it more airtime. I think if they f- can figure out the right balance, so you're not over exhausting people with one versus the other. Uh, and I just think the amount, you know, we have uh, live lines and some live betting on on WNBA games, even women's Euroleague basketball. Uh, it, you know, betting has done a great thing for sports like women, uh, women's basketball, uh, college basketball in general. Um, so, uh, you know, seeing what it was like over this weekend have have very uh, positive vibes going forward. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think you made a great point about the scheduling. They could have done it like they used to do on the off days in the yes. events tournament. But still, people were really fired up. There were some games uh, being played out in Vegas, so that was great to see. Last one for you, Troy. When it comes to the futures market, I know you and I had talked because I had that bet on Michigan going back to some dead money earlier in the season. <laughs> Are we starting to see anything change on the Wolverines, on some other teams, when it comes to you know find, to make the Final Four bets or to win it all? Yeah, yeah. So we've seen a decent uptick in Michigan. Uh, I think, uh, you know, if they had had been consistent throughout the year, um, which they weren't, and we're not going to rehash that, but they <laughs> they would be right near uh, where Purdue, Arizona, and Gonzaga and Duke are. And those are far, far and away. Like the, the amount of money we had in Michigan earlier in the season indicated that if they had been, and how much money we've gotten over the weekend, uh, it makes it clear that like we we would have uh, Michigan would be bet like one of the four most bet on teams in the country, um, and we've seen a good uptick in Michigan bets. I also think there's a good value there, and they you know they just have the energy of a team that yeah, they we've seen like I, we mentioned the last time like we've they've done this before. They they ran yeah. rush out over the the Big Ten tournament when no one gave them a chance. Um, you know, Troy, I, they've got as many team wins in the NCAA tournament in the last ten years yeah. as Gonzaga, which is the most in the country, twenty three. Yeah. Yeah, and this has been a little bit of, not a revenge tour, I mean, but like, uh, um, you know, they played Tennessee in the tournament um, when they made the the national championship game against Louisville. Um, You know, they they have a rematch against Villanova, uh, you know, and like in baseball, sometimes when the coach gets thrown out of a game to jolt up the team, and that seems like it may have happened. That's a great point. When sometimes Bobby uh, Cox would get a jacket, yeah. it was just to fire up the Braves. That's... By the way, Michigan, 66 to 1. They were 150 to 1. Villanova, by the way, 14 to 1. Of course, the favorite. Uh, Gonzaga, are you still taking a lot of money on Gonzaga at plus, two, plus 225? There's just no value there. Yeah, but, you know, again, we talked about people taking large uh, money line bets. Um, we're still taking a ton of money on Gonzaga. I mean, we're talking uh, more than a third of the remaining money in the tournament. Any lot, future that still has a chance to win, a third of that uh, the, that money is on Gonzaga. Twenty, uh, More than a quarter of the bets. Uh, it, it could, not, you know, not a lot of large bets, but um, a lot of people, again, with parlays. And, and also, you know, it's still plus money. And I think people who bet all year on – on, you know, minus 107, whatever the big is, uh, you know, they see plus 200 for a team like Gonzaga that gets talked at the butt. They've been number one for most of the year. I understand it. Yeah, I understand it too, but you got to be a little smarter than that. I want to put a lot of money on you because you are invaluable. Thank you so much for your time. Troy Mocker, the senior manager for Content Strategy at Rivers. Keep us abreast of what's going on with the Wolverines. If they keep going through the tournament, I want to give my people all the up-to-the-second degenerates putting thousands and millions on the Wolverines to win it all. But no, it's fascinating to see what you guys do, and 
Uh, I just appreciate what you know the information you're able to get us and I can give to the listeners out there because this is a, just a, a golden age of being able to wager on different sports, especially teams people love. And uh, the, the job you do really makes it a lot easier for, for me and many others. So we appreciate it, Troy. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. This is so much fun. I mean, this is the best time of year in general and the amount of information we have at our fingertips now and what you're able to do with it makes it even more fun. All right, great stuff by you. Thanks so much for joining me, Troy. That's the man, the myth, the legend, Troy Malker, the Senior Manager for Content Strategy at Bet Rivers. Much more to come here on the Wild Wednesday edition of the Detroit Cinecast, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com today to sign up. Must be 21. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. And 1-800-522-4700 in Nevada. Big thanks again to my man, Troy Bacher. For Bet Rivers, always bringing the great information uh, and just knows it in and out. And we uh, love talking to him. Uh, give him a follow on Twitter at Troy, M A C H I R. That's Troy Mocker. And I will definitely be talking to him throughout uh, the rest of the year as we head into baseball and, of course, the NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs. And, of course, next year for football as well. It's going to do it for me today. Coming up tomorrow as we lead into Michigan Villanova, I'm going to talk with my man on the coast of the Philadelphia. CityCast, a big Nova guy, Ryan Rothstein. And I think we might have a big Philly-Detroit food type of bet on that game. So tune in to that show that will drop on Thursday early. Look forward to talking to Ryan Rothstein uh, on that one. All right, until next time, though, keep reaching for the stars. Believe in the dream. Dan Leach, the Squatch, as Michigan sails into the Sweet 16. And I'm back from Vegas. And I'm ready to go to the Final Four. Let's do it. Out.